0: What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the Facts Over Axe crew. We got the master of the mixer master, Josh Guyton in the building. That is I. We got the money man, the man with the plan, the professional hater who's trying to start hashtag Gibbs is wrong. Chris Allen in the building. Right here, right here. And then you got the little old that's me, Ken Gibbs. And we have a special esteemed guest uh, in the building tonight. And, and I know he probably sitting at the crib with the towel around his neck, like he the guest pastor and all that. Cause we, we excited to have him on. A uh, great freelance writer works for serious, uh, MLB as well. Let me tell you, this is, this is one of the best guys. I know one of the best up and comers in sports media. You got Stefan Anderson. Talk to the people.
1: What's going on, family? How y'all doing tonight, man?
0: Hey, we good. We glad to have you. We really glad to have you. Now, When we come to Facts Over Acts, man, you're a friend of the pod. And like we said, because the minute we told Walsh she was a friend of the pod, he went out there and embarrassed us. (laughs) You got to promise us you're not going to do nothing crazy after we call you a friend of the pod. You got to stand an invite, though.
1: All right. All right. I appreciate it. I'm going to hold it down as best as I can. I got you. All right. right,
0: Cool, cool, cool. Now we're going to jump right into these finals. Right. We're going to jump right into these finals because, you know. Everybody's talking about, oh, it's the least enjoyable finals, the ratings, oh, these finals, they terrible, they terrible, they terrible. Miami done messed around and won a game. Miami has messed around and won a game. So now tell me, does this make the finals more competitive? Is this something that you see as like this series is now a series?
2: Okay, so uh, originally, I'm, I'm going to stick with my original pick. Even with the injury of Bam and Dragic. I didn't think that the Heat would win tonight. But I'm sticking with my original pick of Lakers in six. But there are a few things that stuck out to me tonight. Uh, one, uh, Jimmy was, was a man possessed. And Jimmy said uh, we figured something out in post game interview with Rachel Nichols. And uh, after he hit that running layup over, I believe it was Morris, I believe, to put the, the Heat up. I think it put him up eight um when they called that when the Lakers called a timeout he said something to Brian and AD and to look at his bench and said um they in trouble now one thing you don't want to do is piss off LeBron James but if it's one person I know has been able to cash a check uh that they've that they written with their mouth is Jimmy Butler um this series really boils down to uh how well Jimmy Butler and LeBron James are able to carry their teams Because I think the body language of the people on the floor, not named Jimmy or LeBron, really told a lot about how the rest of the series is going to look. This game gave the Miami role players a lot of confidence. You saw their entire body language change. And I don't know if that body language is going to be overconfidence and it's going to shoot them in the foot or they're going to come out and play incredibly next game. Also, we saw when the Lakers had pretty dominant wins in games one and two. Once the game is over, everybody's celebrating like it was over. And like Kobe once said, job's not finished. LeBron was the only one out there at the games one and two that still had a serious look on his face. Everybody else on the team was high-fiving and ready to have a parade, even though it's still more basketball left. So I think the heat winning this game really reset both teams and and put stuff in perspective. Um, And we're going to see on Tuesday who's able to come out and keep the same energy, if the Heat are able to keep the same energy or if the Lakers are going to take this game a little more seriously than I think they took game three with the exception of LeBron. But Lakers in six. All right, Chris, what you got, man? You, you, are you thinking this is a
0: series now? Superstar Jimmy has entered the chat.
1: I want to <laughs> be
3: first to say Jimmy is a superstar. I have never seen Jimmy act like that before. Oh my God! It. Oh, I hey, hey, it. hey! You know how your cousins come around? You get to playing with your toys. You don't even play with it for real. That, that's hey, what oh Jimmy God. did. Oh God. That's what Jimmy did tonight, dog. Jimmy was in his Gucci Louis duffel bag. Oh my God! Oh, not the not the Gucci Louis mix. He had two different bags because he had the assist going, he had the rebound going, and he had the points going. It's just Jimmy Bucky's man. That's all I'm gonna say on. It. Jimmy is where everybody thinks. Paul George. Is and then some. I'm just going to... Absolutely. Wild, I agree right? with that. I agree
0: with he's, that. He's I
3: what everybody think Paul George is and then some, man. Like, I was so happy for that boy, man. Even if they lose this series in five, bro, I'm happy Jimmy can put himself on the map. Like, I saw the... If you look back, the top they had Jimmy like 14 in the top 15 this year, man. And I, I was all telling people like, man, I don't know. Jimmy... Jimmy, yeah, he, he is iffy sometimes, but Jimmy not 14 in the league. I'm sorry. He he played right. both sides of the ball. He guarded Man. LeBron 42 minutes tonight. How many people you know guard LeBron 42 minutes tonight and putting right. up 40?
0: And putting up 40. You're right. You're right. That's right. I, I will mean, say this, though. I, I will say this, though. Jimmy did wait. To the age of thirty to come to the superstar party, but go ahead though, Steph. I <laughs> mean, mean, I mean, hey 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 hey, 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 I get it, I get hey, it, I get it. Hey, R. I. P. baby, welcome to the party. You here now? Yeah. Hey, You're hey, here. listen, listen,
3: listen. It's okay. Sometimes you a late bloomer. I mean, we still waiting on Paul George to come to the party. I mean, <laughs> Paul, Paul George ain't
0: got an invite. He, he ain't got an invite. He got a he got a R. S. V. P. And the standing invite to a really good so, party. And he, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken, Paul George just turned 30 this year, didn't he? Yeah, Paul yeah. George ain't welcome to the superstar party. He's not welcome. All right, He's not so welcome. I mean, nah, he, in make, not
2: he in there. You oh, make no a way. good
0: point. Absolutely. Steph,
3: you know, talk, talk to me. Oh, go ahead. Hold on hold on, on, hold on, hold on. Um, so no, at and, and one point I'm just gonna touch on before I, before I let Steph have it, man. People say this is the least enjoyable finals, but they liked Curry, Kevin Durant. Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala, Sean Livingston, with Steve Kerr versus LeBron, Kevin Love,
2: Tristan Thompson, Jr. Smith, and Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood. Look, I'm gonna just say, I'm gonna just say it like this: People just enjoy to see LeBron lose because honestly, the last like enjoyable Finals was like 2013, bro. The past like five six Finals been garbage.
0: I'm going to just, uh, and, and you know, no you know,
2: 2016, I tw- game know, seven, game seven was good. Every other game in 2016 was a blowout and it was they was trash all games. Blow-offs.
0: Yeah. They were all blowouts. Game was
2: seven bad. was good. The rest of that series was boo boo.
0: But I mean, in, in all fairness, just that, that poster alone, because Kevin Love was supposed to be out game one. Everybody talk about, Oh, Kevin Love was an all-star. He was supposed to be on that poster. No, he wasn't. He was out several weeks before that. They did not know if he was going to play game one. Mm. So, of course, he wasn't on the poster. But anyway, Steph, take it away. Talk to these folks. Is this now a series? Is is this now changing your perspective? Do you think that the Heat now stand a chance?
1: Uh, No. Um, I would not Ooh. say the Heat stand a chance. I think this is Ooh. over. Um, I think this is great for a few reasons. Um, First being that, like, it's going to happen. We're going to go on our Twitter feed tonight. You're going to see redacted whoever you want to put would never be up to 2-0 and let a team come back and win on the third game you know the whole thing like people love to downplay whatever LeBron does so like this is like okay if we would accept him it would be like see he's not playing nobody for his final so it's now it, it gives it gives it some kind of like some kind of rank this this series means something now so if they win it's either going to be in five or six so it's like okay it was a somewhat of a competitive series. So. From that standpoint, yeah, I'm happy to see that. Uh, no, I don't believe that Miami could come back and win uh, three more games in this series. I would love to be wrong, but I just don't see it happen. Like, I don't know if y'all seen Jimmy Tuck and all that. Like, y'all in trouble, and LeBron, wanted to, like he didn't want to see the, the clock expire. Like, he he took his, his took everything off. He got his, his jersey on loose. He walked, he left the rest of his Uh, team. I think
3: Brian Brian a little mad. He can't get back home to Bronny Jr. Hey, hey. To be honest,
0: to be honest, I don't know who in more trouble. Uh, Jimmy Butler or Bronny. I don't know who in more
1: trouble. (laughs) I really
0: don't.
1: But go ahead, Stan. Yeah, so I'll be like, just the look on his face, he looked a little bit upset. Um, This game was pretty weird too. Like, just AD... I didn't feel like AD was there. Like, he was in the game. Dwight kind of disappeared after the first quarter. This game was just unusual. So, I mean, kudos to Jimmy. Jimmy went crazy tonight. Um,
2: One of those guys I've always –
1: Yeah, I I, I really love Jimmy Butler. Like, um, I'm glad you guys are on the (laughs) – I laugh about the Paul George Center because I heard a lot of people tell me he's top five, he's top ten, he's top this. And I'm like, I'll take Clay Thompson and Jimmy Butler over him in a heartbeat any day of the week. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. That's just a you know, but I, I I'm really happy to see Jimmy on this platform on this in this big finals game going crazy 40 with a triple double Tyler Harrow got his confidence back. Um, you know, everybody was out there.
3: Hey, uh, shout out Tyler Hero. He came on that first half one for eight and then finished with a great game.
2: I don't like yeah. that little meme mug at the end, bro. What's can I game? can I tell you you gotta... y'all something?
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I
0: can I tell y'all something real quick? Can I tell y'all something real quick? I always talk about this, and I I don't know if I've talked about that much on there, but but y'all hear me say this all the time off there. The law of averages will always win. I said after game one, the way the Lakers shot, I said the Lakers aren't this shooting team. They're not going to shoot 50% from three every game. And then I said after game two, I said, all right, they might drop one just because the way that those first two games went, they're going to get too confident. And the Jared Dudley's of the world are gonna think that the oh the Hayes in the bar we don't gotta show up no more and like and, and then Brown gonna do his thing. Brian is gonna be Brian but all the other guys are not gonna do what they're supposed to do. And sure as uh, sure as manure stinks, Dwight Howard comes out and puts up four, one, and three. And I say that for this reason: Dwight is not supposed to be the the twenty and twenty Dwight from Orlando anymore. He's not supposed to be that. But if you're the starting center, three, one, and four is not it. That ain't it. That it, against a uh, Heat team that's missing their starting center, it's Myers Leonard time. You got to be dominating on the boards. It's Kelly Olynyk time. You've got to be ten and ten against that. Hey, hey, to, yeah, I think
3: Spike Spike Lee got a movie about that down there. You know, I don't want to bring up the name of the movie, but I think
0: Spike Lee got a movie <laughs> that represents what he's sitting here down there. Oh, what, uh, go ahead. Say the name for us one time. Say the name for us
3: oh, one uh, time. It's just a little movie called White Men Can't Jump. I mean, oh, Spike Lee, wow. me, you know. I,
0: I, listen, and you know what? This game was just like that movie because they got hustled thinking that the white boys couldn't play. Because this is nonsense. This is nonsense. Again, this is... I don't know what's going on with JaVale McGee, whatever, whatever, but Dwight, you've got to do better than that. And the other guys already relaxed, and this is what I always say. When y'all give some of these players too much praise and y'all hatred of LeBron, y'all gonna create some bad, stupid situations. Everybody talking about AD is gonna be the finals MVP regardless, 15-5 and and three. And
3: I'm glad Mm -hmm. you said that. (laughs) 15-5 and three. The the biggest takeaway I had from this game was this was the game that was gonna determine finals MVP for us. And it did, just that. LeBron kept his composure, gave us 25-10-8. AD got in foul trouble early, got his rhythm all messed up, 15, 5, and 3. And another th- th- thing, that, that 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 was enough for me to say, okay, LeBron, if they win this, LeBron should get finals MVP for
0: sure. And this is and this is the reason why I always say, even when AD is hitting those step backs and even when he's hitting those fadeaways and it's going great, sometimes you have to be the biggest guy on the court if you are the biggest guy on the court. And y'all know what that means. Y'all y'all have seen times where like the uh for example. Pershing High School, right? They put out a lot of great players out of Detroit and all that. I went to one of their games when they played our high school, and it was like all their did was out on the perimeter shooting threes in the first half. They coach cussed them off something furious on the way to the locker room and half. They came back and dominated because the big guys decided, all right, let's get on the block, drop, step, slam. And it's easy. It's easy. That's what you... Sp- no. Bam. Oh, bam. Drop, step, hook. Oh, don't worry about it. Hop step in the lane, slam. That's what he was supposed to do. But again, this is this is why the law of averages always tells us everything. And also, guys who ain't been there, finally getting there. This was gonna happen. They start reading their press clippings, and everybody was talking about, oh, this too lopsided. Those other guys are millionaires too. Those other guys are all stars too. So you know, and we were already talked. Oh, go okay. ahead, go now, ahead,
2: Josh. One thing that I will want to say is you always talk about the. Uh- The law of averages, Mm -hmm. Uh, the the Heat did do a good job. I mean, Brian's still going to get his numbers as Brian, but they did a good job of putting up a wall against both Brian and AD while they were driving, and it worked much more against AD than it did Brian, and they were kicking it out, and the Heat were leaving a lot of shooters open. Now, game one, you got a great performance out of KCP and uh, Danny Green. This game, you got a pretty good performance out of uh, Morris and Kyle Kuzma. Are you seeing any of those four players giving you a decent shooting game again? Oh, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. That out of all four of them, somebody somebody has to, and this is the thing.
3: Well, I wouldn't put when, my money on Danny Green.
0: <laughs> I'm not putting my no, money no, on no, none no, of no. them. No, that's Danny. Green, Danny Green is a start, the starting two guard and put up three, one, and two. Again, this is not acceptable from the guys playing <laughs> that's supposed to be playing 30 minutes. I ain't going to lie, bro.
3: I was more happy to see JR out there today than Danny. I'm not going to lie to y'all, bro. <laughs>
0: I mean, hey, Jr. Had, had more points than Danny. Jr. had more points than Danny effort. 12 last minutes. It's it was, it's embarrassing what Danny Green is doing. And you know what I said about this series before it even started? I said, this series going to teach us a lot about Danny Green because we're going to see if Danny Green has a dedication to beating the Heat or if he has a dedication to beating LeBron. And we're starting to see who, which of those two he wants to see win less. We're starting to see because this is embarrassing. That boy is running suicides and bricking out there. I pay me 15 mil. I'll do it. i get it. Steph, would you do that for 15 mil? Would you get absolutely. in shape? Get up a
1: cup of jumpers. Absolutely. Sheep. I'll shoot 20 of them. Baby. 20. Build a wall around Brown. I could miss an open three. I could do that. Go. That's light.
0: Exactly. Exactly. But anyway, I don't want to hear nobody else talk about this. The worst finals of recession. I don't want to hear
1: it. I don't want to hear it. Absolutely. I want to hear it. 20. I, 18 to me was like terrible when the, the heat got I mean not the heat excuse me the Cavs got swept by with with against the one but Golden State went back to back that second one was just like oh this was bad this is like not good basketball we just wanted to see LeBron again
3: bro but that that game one from Brian was I've still watched that to this day on YouTube bro that but me out. from Brian. that
0: game one that game one taught me all I need to know about that series because Brown put up 50, 11 and 9, I want to say. or, or No, 50, 51, 8 and 8. 51, 8 and 8. 50, okay, 51, 8 and 8. If you told most guys, you, if you get that on my player, I'll give you $100,000. A majority of 2K players could not do it. Could not do it. And that, if you talk, if we talk about a, Exactly. And we talk about a video game here. You put it on Hall of Fame, give you all the badges you want. They're not going to get 51, 8 and 8. So if you want an actual player to do that in real life, to still lose by 10. So in reality, he needed, what, 51 or 53, 8 and 10? You know, whatever. We're going to let that one go. And, and you know what? That finals, to me, it was very interesting because all that LeBron did in that game one, it still was not enough down the stretch. And I mean, but going- then Wait. The,
3: the way that game was, bro, LeBron came into that series knowing he was out, man. And he almost changed the dynamic. If they win that game one, I honestly think that that series goes six, seven games, bro. Because LeBron came out to control the pace. His jumper was falling. He was getting to the rim. He was getting guys involved. That, that game one was a magical game one from Brown. That's one of his best games. I put it number
0: two right behind that Pistons game. Honestly. Apparently... Apparently he didn't get enough guys involved for long enough because Jr. was completely disinvolved when the ball <laughs> rolled to him after that free throw. Hey, but man, anyway. hey,
2: man, we we know Jr. Smith goofy. But George somehow did. somehow George Hill escaped all blame from it's that a, situation. Uh, That's on George
3: Hill, bro. A, hey, bro, you bro. Know, somebody that sued eighty six percent from the free throw that season and miss both miss the free throw. Like, <laughs>
0: So, so again, so again, like I said, I don't want to hear nothing about this ain't enjoyable no more. I don't want to hear none of it. I want I wanna hear it. I wanna hear it. And also, some of them traveling calls on Brian down the stretch. Interesting. Interesting. Uh one of them, the little hop step one, you took about 12 step, Brian. Don't look at the ref like that. But the back down, <laughs> the back down travel when it was tied up. Um, interesting call. But anywho, um, so we gonna we gonna segue over here because in talking about the finals against the Warriors, you can't talk about the Cavs-Warriors' quote-unquote rivalry without talking about Kyrie and his shot, right? Like, we can all agree to that. Yep. And now, looking at that shot and what has happened as in, in the fallout of everything that's happened after that championship, Kyrie has moved on to the Celtics, and now he's moved on from the Celtics to the Nets, where he has KD. And on KD's podcast, he said... I felt like I was the best option on every team I played for down the stretch. This is the first time in my career where I can be like that. MfR can make the shot too. Now, just tell me this. I'm gonna just ask y'all three separate questions. You can you can answer them how you want. You can answer whichever ones you want to answer and ignore the other two. Was Kyrie right? Is Braun not a closer? Are fans being too sensitive, or did he really take shots? Steph, I'm gonna let you lead the way on this. What you think?
1: Ooh, all right, so I read the quote without hearing it first, and I right. was like, "Wow, this is that's a that's a shot." Like in the way he said it, was just like it was more of a "Yo, I believe in KD." Like you know, what I mean, I never played with somebody like KD. He's not wrong. He's not wrong mm-hmm. in that sense. But the world knows, like you can't go and say you never played with a guy who never hit a big shot when you played a ton of your career with LeBron James. Like, that's just like, yo, that's kind of disrespectful, Kyrie. But he's just, I don't know, man. I love Kyrie, but every time he gets a mic in front of his face or like he gets to do an interview, he just says something and people just like, yo, bro, what, what were you talking about? Where were you going with this? Why did you say that? Like you didn't have to say that. Like you didn't have to go off the ledge to do that. But
0: absolutely,
1: it was it's a true. shot. It was a shot. Like he he shot at LeBron and was just like, yeah, it is what it is. Like you know how we rock. Like you're not really my man, but you know what's up. Like and it then, was one of those. And,
0: and then in the follow up video, he said, "Hey, you know, if I'm gonna criticize someone or call somebody out, I'm gonna say their name. You know, the media runs with these narratives." And- <laughs> You know they're just creating the thing. So, so that's just, Josh. Talk to me. What are
2: you thinking? All right. Is, so, <laughs> one, I do think the media took it too far. Two, Kyrie was throwing shots because it's Kyrie. If anybody else said that, I would have said they were misquoted. But it's Kyrie, so I know his intention was to was to be shady with it. But, um, I I think. I think his intention was to say, like, I never really played with another ISO guy, which he didn't. I wouldn't describe LeBron as an ISO guy. So if you want to interpret his quote that way, then technically Kyrie isn't wrong, but that's not how he intended it. So, yeah, Kyrie was throwing shots when he's saying, like, uh, I didn't, I never played with another guy that could knock down that shot. Because we know that LeBron has hit numerous clutch shots. I think behind Carmelo Anthony, he has the highest Clutch shot percentage in NBA playoff history. Uh, uh, okay, Chris,
0: Chris, come on, come on in the room, Chris. What, what you think?
2: <laughs> you think? Get, get, get the
3: organ ready. Get the organ. Oh, ready. I'm, I got get it. To, I, got it ready. Ready. I got it ready.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got it ready. I got it ready. I got the hot cup of water and the towel ready too. Come on, come on. Well, Damn. anyway, <laughs> Kyrie,
3: Kyrie was not right. For Damn. one Kyrie, you know, anytime you say anything, anytime, <laughs> anytime you say anything, the media is going to uh-huh. run with it because you play with LeBron James. So your name and LeBron name are going to be attached to him. You, you can't say Kobe without saying Shaq. You can't right. say Kyrie without saying Brown. And nice. do you know how many times Brown has bailed Kyrie out? Dude, mm. Can we can, I can't even count on both my hands how many times Brian has bailed Kyrie out. It's been times where Kyrie looked like Danny Green and they still love. Oh hi. because, <laughs> because oh, and I'm not even lying. Like you could go. No, wait, you're to, talking to Spurs, Spurs Danny
0: Green or Lakers Danny Green?
3: We know we're not talking about Spurs, Danny Green. Spurs I, Danny Green. Kyrie let's ain't making the playoffs without Brian. Kyrie I mean, was, Huh. He was the number one pick, and he kept getting the number one pick before Brian got there. Oof. That's all I'm going to say on that. So, <laughs>
0: for, somebody come,
3: for somebody to come and, and grab your team and bring you back up, for you to say stuff like that without even mentioning him. And now I get what you're saying, Josh. Yes, Bron. I wouldn't consider Bron an ISO guy either, but Bron has hit big shots. Bron has yeah. hit big shots yeah. with Kyrie on the team. Matter of fact, Brian, this is how I get 2016 when Kyrie got his uh, win. This is how, um, what's the name? Uh, Kyrie got his first title. They was down 2-0. They win. They was down 3-1. Then Kyrie and Brown both had 41. Kyrie had an awful game six. He had like 25, but he yeah. shot like 26, 27 shots. And then Brian had 41 that game. Don't we 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 are missing the back to back forty one point games for Brown, so I, I don't know what you mean by that, Kyrie. When you say I look down the court and I can see that KD can do what I do, when I mean uh, is Brown not a closer? And, and I do feel like the media took it for out of proportion, but like I said, Kyrie, you know better, man. You can't you can't you can't have your career rest your career to yourself. Like anything you do, Brown is gonna be attached to it. Literally, unless you and KD go win a ring in dominant fashion, then you'd be like, "Okay, Kyrie and KD was a better match." But you haven't proven that you you're you're good without Brian yet. I'm still waiting yes. on you to prove that you're good without Brian
0: Okay, so so for me, when I look at this, you know, a lot of sports fans, I, I know that we got predominantly sports fans who, you know, they do sports and not emotions and feelings as much. That's why the show is cracked over. And so a lot of y'all don't know what gaslighting is. So let me give you an introduction because what Kyrie Irving is doing is called gaslighting one-on-one. See, what you do when you gaslight someone is you tell them something or you say something or you do a thing to them, you commit an action upon them, and then you tell them, no, that's not happening. You're crazy. You're imagining things. No, you're blowing this all out of proportion. There is a difference. To say that, hey, KD's the only ISO guy I ever played with, or hey. KD's the only guy I've ever played with that, uh, or to say that KD is is great down the stretch, you know, or the question was who who hits who gets the final shot. Now, the answer that's not going to anybody, which is saying the same thing that you uh attempted to say, according to you, is I mean, this who, who's ever hot. He's a great closer, I'm a great closer. We are both guys that coming down the stretch, we can hit the shot. You never know who a 1-3 and three pick and roll, an ISO for either one of us, either play is going to be great for the team. Was that a shot? Was that a shot to anybody?
1: That doesn't feel like a shot. That feels right. like him going mm-hmm. into it further. I feel like that That no. sounds way better than I've never played with anybody. Who could
0: exactly. Be right. Now, watch this. For those of y'all who don't understand what the difference between that and Kyrie's actual quote was, just imagine this. On your wedding day, you look at your partner and you say, You give me the best feeling I've ever had in life. You're amazing for me. You're amazing to me, yada, yada, yada. As opposed to saying, I've never had anybody else treat me like this. It has, I have never had anybody buy me a sandwich and you cash me out a brand new G-Wagon on my birthday. Nobody else (laughs) can hold a candle to you. There's a clear difference in those two statements. There's a clear difference. For Kyrie to sit up here and say, hey, if I was going to say something about somebody, and he got that Jada Pinkett Smith thing going where he talks in a certain tone. <laughs> and so, like, right. you believe that, like,
2: he's calmer than he is. Yeah, just because he calm, he, he think it makes him right. Exactly.
3: <laughs> and it's like... It, and what tripped me this, out in that video he dropped after all this went down is, he, he kind of was talking in circles. He kind of didn't <laughs> even really address it. He was just
2: like, come on. Come hey, come on. Hey, I'm, come I'm on. sorry, y'all. I see something on Twitter, man. I gotta address it. Somebody said if you close your eyes, could you tell the difference between Kyrie talking and that one black dude that be like uh I like pogs? <laughs> oh
0: <my God>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey
1: man, relax.
2: The thick the
0: thick time. The turn time <laughs> Hey man. <laughs> hey, hey, come on. But you know what though? You know what though? It's gonna be a beautiful thing to watch this next team be horrible next year. It's gonna be a beautiful oh, thing, man. Spicy. It's gonna be a beautiful Ooh. thing. Hey, let me tell you, by horrible, I don't mean they're gonna be a bad team. Cause the East, although they're getting better, the NBA is still set up where everybody is either you're really good or you're tanking. Like that's that's how the NBA is set up. So, you know, just by the fact of having Kyrie and KD, you gonna those two alone are just gonna get you about 40 games, 45, 50 games. They may go over that. I doubt it. Uh, but yeah. Anywho, so watching them fall apart in the playoffs and watching their trainer work triple overtime.
2: Man, don't they, I, don't, I don't know if uh, a lot of hoops fans would consider this blasphemous, but I think there's no chance in hell that Kyrie and Katie on the team sniff a championship.
0: And you know what? Let me well, hey, watch hey, It
2: better be watch a this. therapist oh. nearby. Be hey, but <laughs> nearby. watch this.
0: Watch this. Watch this. It's about to get real blasphemous. I was about to get real blasphemous right here. And I, I know that this is a wild take, but I'm going to say it anyway because he hasn't proven me wrong yet. Kyrie Irving is to point guards what Doc Rivers is to coaches.
2: <laughs> one great hey, year. Hey, game. one great year. Wait that. a minute. I, can I it didn't that. tell y'all Kyrie I I already. I've been telling y'all hey, Kyrie God Irving. Kyrie Irving is skipped the my Lou with a jump shot, bro. Oh, hey, nah, we're not doing that. We not. Hey, listen,
1: <laughs> we're not doing that, man. We're
0: not doing and that. Here's Listen, here's why I say this. Doc Rivers had the 08 Celtics, had his one shine a moment. And after that, all of a sudden, he becomes this great guru with working with veterans and he turns the clock back on all these better after one season of having three greats who, let's be honest, they were all at the end of their prime, but none of them were at the wash stage yet. They were at the twilight right before the wash stage. And they they got they did what they were supposed to. Ray, do. Al- Ray Allen was probably the most washed, but they all were. They But they were Ray Allen, great, right. But he Pitas, was Ray Allen was the closest to washed, but Ray Allen had the skill that lasted longer cuz Ray Allen right now could go out and do better than what Danny Green's doing. Fact. Right now. Yo jump shot don't leave. Right now. He could go out there right now on a 10-day contract for the Lakers and drop 20 next game if they're going to leave him open and build the wall against Brown. I, I, guess, no, I
3: think Doc Rivers can go out there and run wind spritz.
0: I'm just saying, <laughs> but, but but peep this, peep this, because and I don't want nobody to take this as me disrespecting Kyrie Irving and say he's a horrible player because I don't think Doc is a horrible coach. I think that they're both good at what they do. But I think that both of them have used that one shining moment and parlayed it into like this very long. Because let's be honest, empirically speaking, the data shows every team that Kyrie has been on is better with him off the court. Every team has a better plus minus, better win-loss, and even with the Nets playing much worse competition when he was off the court, still plus minus says they're better without him than with him. And even if you say, well, with the Celtics, they never quite jailed and he never, why couldn't he jail? Why not? What's so different between him and Kemba? What is so different between those two that Kemba just naturally segued in there? But with Kyrie, it was a problem every other week and he was always getting into it with somebody. Somebody Uh, explain this to me. And I still agree that
3: uh, Kemba's like a a poor man's Kyrie, not, not a middle class man's Kyrie, but Kemba jail so much better with the Celtics. I honestly don't even know what.
0: I don't know. Listen, I'll, I will admit this. Brown fans are much too sensitive. Brown fans do hear the slightest criticism, even, excuse me, valid criticism. If somebody brings up the finals against the Mavericks, people start acting like Sean Marion was the greatest defender of all time. And like Jason Terry
2: put up thirty thousand career points or something. If like, I hear one more I, person I, tell me that the two thousand eleven Mavericks was a quote squad, I'm gonna lose my. Sh- whoa,
1: whoa! But whoa. here's the thing. On, Can bro. I
2: disagree with that?
0: I the two thousand eleven Mavericks weren't bad. The, they man, were like, a
2: solid. Man, people act like this team was was stacked from top to bottom, and they weren't. They had a system that worked, and they had a superstar with pieces around it that complemented them.
1: But like the role players were like. All stars. It wasn't like they had a bunch of scrubs. Like Dirk never played with another
2: All NBA player no, in his Steve career. Ash, he
1: played with Steve Ash before. Prior to Ooh. Nick Van Exel. So well, you're right. You're like, right. These you're guys right. were like All Stars before when they were there. Uh, Jerry Stackhouse. These guys are All Stars prior to. But if you look at that 2011 team, I think a lot of people don't take it credit. Like Jason Kidd's a Hall of Fame. Right.
0: Uh,
1: yeah. Right. Jason Terry is was an All Star. Was a star for in Atlanta prior to going to Dallas. Um. You, Sean Marion is a borderline Hall of Famer. Uh Taylor oh no, seriously. All jokes aside, look at um, Sean Marion's career stats. No, 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 no. I'm, a, that, I'm agreeing. No, no, yeah, I'm agreeing that, that Sean Marion that is a
0: borderline Hall of Famer, and the fact that he never made, um, uh, he never won a Defensive Player of the Year to me. Playing on that D'Antoni team, doing what he did against yeah. other teams' best offensive player, it, it, it should be. He yeah, should have got yeah. that, uh, that ugly
3: shot keeping him out the hall of fame. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and even if you just but, keep going down the list, like Paige, uh, Tyson Chandler, like they had a bunch of like solid guys, and like it worked. It's not like it was like they had the perfect star. blue guys I'm not yeah, saying, those, I'm not saying they were, were like, like <laughs> former stars that just like, well, all right, if I'm not saying of, like, they were a like, bad Dwight team but on you, LA right now.
2: You can't, you can't. Right, you right, can't I, like. I don't like people trying to excuse that performance against that team.
1: Oh, and no, that, no, they zoned him out. They, they played the zone, and it got to LeBron. He just did not know what to do with it. And, like, from there, he worked on his jump shot. And he, it's, a, it's like a little tidbit if anybody's ever heard of this. Like, he credits uh, Dwayne Casey because he was the, the assistant coach in Dallas at that time. He was like, yo, that was the first time anybody played zone on me. This, like, changed my entire career. I got a jump shot. And if you remember LeBron in Cleveland, every time they played Toronto, he made it his mission to embarrass them. To Lebronto, yet.
0: Lebronto is, is yeah. disrespectful. Man. Yeah,
1: yeah. Hey, I still yeah.
3: watched that fadeaway game.
1: he went again. out there and shot fadeaways for a whole game, like running fadeaways, turning fadeaways. He was hey, goal game goal. winner he with the fadeaway. <gasps> you know, was oh, crazy. I didn't put
0: two and two together. You right? He did do that against
3: but the Jayce.
1: Again. But, but again, embarrassed him every time. But
0: again, but again. But again. I I will not give LeBron an excuse for that because being that deep in your career, you should have already developed himself. Even if you were already on pace to be one of the greatest players on time without it, you still need that part in your bag if you can't develop it. So I won't give him an excuse for that. LeBron fans are too sensitive, but Kyrie is gaslighting y'all and you're letting him get away with it because the media is evil. Come on
1: come on
0: now <laughs> you just walked in on your husband on top of the neighbor and all all he had to say was you gonna believe me in your eyes and you like you know what he said believe me in your eyes in a real cool tone I think I think I believe him over my eyes I do need That's to go to the
2: optometrist you right
0: that, exactly I got 40-40 vision I got 40-40 vision it's crazy I'm trying to see my that. glasses weren't on they wasn't exactly good. exactly and, and let me tell you let me tell you if next year KD and Kyrie turn out to be the best duo in the league by a mile, and they just run through everybody to the point where you know everybody's like, "Oh yeah, we're on board with the Nets." Then we gonna add them to this next uh, segment we got coming up because you know Chris, although he is a hater, a habitual <laughs> hater, he he was in the uh, the Dave Chappelle show. Player hate his ball skit, even when he was a child. <laughs> he was an extra standing behind uh, Ice-T on stage. But, you know, he got this little hashtag, gives is wrong, started.
2: Hey, hey, so, hey, 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 hey. Hey, listen.
0: <laughs> you say that 12 times in the mirror, Chris Allen going to appear next to you.
3: <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not a hater per se. But, but, but. Me and Gibbs team to always clash on a lot of things sometimes. And Absolutely. it's not for publicity at all. We we tend to not see eye to eye on a lot of things. So I'm like, I think I'm right more. So I started to hashtag Gibbs is wrong.
0: And, and you know what? I'll live with that. I'll live with that. But just know, the weeks where I'm all right, it's going to be because I thought he said something. I thought that's what's going to happen here. But <laughs> anywho... Um the, the Ravens got dominated by the Chiefs, you know, very very disappointing. First uh Gibbs is wrong, most recent Gibbs is wrong. And also hey Gibbs, who, who did you have winning that game? Who did you I had the Ravens winning that game? I had hey, the wh- Baltimore what was your for boy, the Ravens me, winning that game. Let me let me pull a Washington. I had the Baltimore football team winning that game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Listen, now, what my, that reason, reasoning, for that my reasoning, my reasoning was just very, this very simply. At the end of the day, when teams run the ball well, that translates early in the season. Um, and one of the things that you don't have to do much as far as getting timing down with and all that normally is the running game, uh, as opposed to the passing game, which is the chief specialty. But Andy Reid got in a bag. He got in a bag that I've never seen before. This was a limited edition Birkin, like this this bag here. This bag you talking about? You talking about one of the Birkins that increased in value, huh? Listen, every Birkin increase in value. This Birkin here, nobody has it but the actual creator. Okay, because <laughs> let me tell y'all, when I knew, like Andy Reid was in a different bag with this. This man ran a fake reverse, fake double screen, tight end pop pass. I'm gonna say that again for anybody who's listening, just in case y'all y'all didn't. We gonna even if you don't know what that is, it still
3: sounds sounds,
0: yeah yeah a fake fake, a fake reverse double screen tight end pop pass. And you know, one of the criticisms of Andy Reid has always been he gets too deep in his bag in the regular season. So then, when the playoffs hit, everybody knows what's coming. And this is one of those moments because that is a sicko mode play. You don't just pull that out in week four. You know, Andy <laughs> Reid knows something. Andy Reid knew about all these positive Rona tests before the rest of us did. He knew the league wasn't going to last, so he said, you know what? Before this season over, let me pull this out, my bad. Because Patrick Queen was lost in the sauce. That's a rookie middle linebacker trying to defend that. I wouldn't trust Ray Lewis and his prime to defend that. I wouldn't tr- I would not... You name whoever you think is the smartest middle linebacker of all time. I wouldn't trust him to defend that. I mean, good... Co- But whatever, you know, that plus the Ravens deciding to run the ball. I meant to throw the ball on first down a lot. Very disappointing decisions, but it's fine. Everything's fine. Um, If this season makes it to the end and the Ravens and Chiefs play again, I'll take the Ravens again. But anywho, the next thing in our Gibbs' wrong segment. the NBA season. I had the NBA not finishing the season, and they did it. They did it. I I did not account for how tight they was going to have to bubble. I mean, the bubble was so tight. Lap dance Lou and uh, Horny Man Daniel House both got, you know, what I mean, they both got some pretty steep fines for uh, for for those moments. So I'm gonna acknowledge that. I'm gonna give Chris his time to gloat. during Gibbs is wrong. Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead, for free.
3: And, and Gibbs was also wrong when he thought he had a full head of hair until he was thirty on uh, like no, this this, this
2: is a no ball slander hotline. Exactly. No man, <laughs> I'm not about so gonna so to do
1: that. Hey man, kind of a, a shot, shot right? at Gibbs
2: is a shot at me.
1: Exactly. Type a shot. <laughs>
0: exactly, bro. Like that's crazy. That's you know. I thought that. Wow, that's crazy. Chris, I, I, Beijing, King, Allen, go come for me like this. That hurts <laughs> that. Oh no, that you hurts. did. But anyway,
3: that anyway, hurts. let me let me let me dance in my sauce because oh, this me, is gonna be go a ahead. continuing thing, man. Because I've been hot lately, man. I've been I've been sizzling. I've been sizzling lately, man. And I can't wait till we get if this football season continue. And we gonna we gonna get some more Gibbs wrong because Gibbs still don't believe in my Steelers offense like he does my Steelers defense.
0: Absolutely not. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, although, although I'm gonna tell you this, I'm gonna tell you this. The only thing that's starting to make me believe in that Steelers offense. Is Chase Claypool? I mean, that kid is starting to make it. He, does okay, it ju- he doesn't. Juju, Juju ju- ju coming back to life this season not helping you either. I mean, but that's the thing though. Juju coming back to life is because Chase has been so good. Normally, you can double the top receiver and say, "Ah, everybody else one on one." With Chase, you got to play the cover straight up and honest because if you like, oh, well, we're gonna leave whoever on him. The boy is as big as a house and he can fly. He can fly like. That's that's unheard of for a 6'4", 200, I want to say, what, 220, 2, 215 for a guy that big to be moving the way he is. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I ain't even going to lie to you. But anywho, we're going to get out of that hater segment now. You know what I mean? Because that's <clears throat> enough of that. Uh, NFL update. We still got pretty much the same undefeated. Uh, we got the Bills, Titans. Titans. Chiefs, Steelers, Packers, and Seahawks. Now, can we can we just have a, a quick moment for these undefeateds? Is Josh Allen really as good as everybody saying he is? What what are we thinking with that? What are we thinking? Uh, Steph, you in the you in New York? You in the yeah, area? What you I, thinking, I,
1: man? I am a long-suffering New York Jets fan. I'm gonna be real with you. Oh my lord! This, this oh is, my. Is this a safe space? Can I talk? Hey, 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 oh, hey Steph, hashtag I Will Sam, will. Sam <laughs> Yeah, I
3: will a, say this, Steph, at least you're not a Lions fan like Gibbs. But anyway, uh, keep, going, keep going,
2: keep going. Why you keep throwing shots at me through this man, bro? Exactly,
0: bro. <laughs> exactly.
2: Exactly. Is nah, Chris but- is Chris, a professional hater. Hey, hey, hey.
1: Nah, but honestly, um, yeah, Josh Allen is, he is the real deal. Like, he's got wills. Like, I think a lot of people didn't realize how much wills he has, like. Oh, yeah. a quarterback, oh, yeah. He moves. Like, I think that that's the most impressive part of the game for me. His accuracy wasn't as good last year. It's gotten a lot better this year. And they gave him a they gave him a more deep threats. Like you bring in a guy like Diggs, um, Adam with John Brown and all those kind of guys that you got over over there. It's like, all right, we were we won the division last. we could we almost won the division last year. Like, now that Brady's gone, this is our time this season. I think Buffalo's doing a good job of putting like good defenders over there, they got a good offense. They got him aligned that protects him, and he's just going crazy right now. Like I did not expect that. Everybody told me that Josh Allen was the worst quarterback out of the whole bunch of quarterbacks that came out. They were like, Nah, I wouldn't pick him in the third round if I had the chance to. It was like, Okay, all right, I guess he's not that good. But once again, we're, we're proving wrong by all the evaluators, and um, he's he's making Buffalo look great right now.
0: So as far as, as far as Josh Allen goes, I, I find this to be a very interesting deal here because in watching the game, the numbers that he put up was amazing. The numbers that he is putting up right now, flatly amazing and watching the game. It really makes you hate Bill O'Brien even more because Bill O'Brien is the head coach and GM of the Texans. He traded DeAndre Hopkins, the top five receiver in the league for a pack of bubble gum and a running back that has. That's been hurt for a while. Exactly. Exactly. He traded him basically for nothing. And uh, free Deshaun Watson as well as Sam Darnold because Deshaun don't. He deserves better. He deserves better. But anywho, do y'all see the difference with Stephon Diggs on that team? Not only is he fast and explosive, he is explosive out of his cuts. For a receiver, if you're explosive out of your cut, that's, that's it. That's the thing. If you can separate, defensive backs are some of the best athletes in the world. They got some of the best reaction times in the world. And to see the way that you, when you watch the Bills, they had receivers running open everywhere, everywhere, and it was just like, "Yo, like, are the Raiders just trash? Like, what are they doing?" But it was, it it was. was,
3: I'm gonna do this like Iverson, man. We talking about the Bills, man.
0: Yeah, we talking about about the Bills. We We talking about the Bills. We We talk the four and zero undefeated Bills. We talking about. Y'all hold y'all breath from the Bills, cause I ain't. Hey, listen, listen. I'm gonna say this. I'm not saying that they're Super Bowl contenders. I'm not going there right now. But I'm gonna say this: that AFC playoffs is gonna be a slaughterhouse. It's, it's just going that's gonna be a grind for whoever whoever wants to come out of there. You got the Bills, who are now their defense has always been stout. Singletary is coming along. Josh Allen has figured out how to throw the ball and they've given him somebody to throw the ball to. You've got the Chiefs over there defending Super Bowl champs. Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes. That's
3: the Chiefs, man. They scary. They don't don't got a
0: single receiver that ran slower than 4-4 at the combine. That is out of control. That is out of control. Wow. Wow. Like, that's oh, mm. You
3: can't what? double none of their receivers. The you realize that you can't double none of their oh, receivers, because, bro.
0: Because watch this. If you double one of the receivers, even if you found a way to double all the receivers, boom, you got Travis Kelsey to deal with under me. What? what? Stop it. And then you find, all right, hey, we're going to double everybody. We're going to rush three people. We're going to have eight in coverage. Just everybody keep everything in front of you. Boom. Clyde Edwards alaire is coming downhill at you. Like a like a a bowling ball of butcher knives. And it's just it's not fair. It's not fair because I want for Lamar to win so badly, but Jesus, this AFC, they just keep getting better and the NFC keep getting worse. It's they
3: just Lamar low-key gotta get out of Pittsburgh first. You counting them out too early, Gibbs. Yeah, I mean, listen. Defense on it, Lamar might be tough. I ain't
0: gonna lie. I'm not worried about the defense because that 45-year-old quarterback y'all got who used to be able to run, first time somebody led a big hit on him. see you later, Ben. We're going to get a uh, uh, Duck Hodges back in the building. I know you're not <laughs> saying that because this is over
3: 42-old Breeze and Brady over there, and nobody's saying that if they get hit one time. But,
0: that's, but Pete, though, that's why I'm saying the NFC keep getting worse. Did y'all see Brady today? Brady has had a pick six in four of his last six games. I don't know why everybody's not talking about he's washed. He is he, literally what time. What
2: happened? He got to hang it up, man. I'm I'm not a fan of seeing people that I I'm not a fan of seeing great athletes be washed, bro. Like I thought I thought he was going to be able to be all right this season. I was wrong, bro. Wait,
1: <laughs> but the thing is, 14, he wait a minute, hold on. Four TDs is washed. I'm, I'm to I was just about out. to say the thing. I was trying to out is, He, can't, he, he, he ain't,
2: ain't. All right, so baby. so if he performed like that, that's not the equivalent to like uh Wizards Jordan. Like to Jordan's standards, he was still hooping. But I mean, to basketball standards, he was still hooping. But to Jordan standards, he was, was kind of washed. Yeah,
0: here's one. Here's
1: th-
2: my, th- here's
0: they, my they, thing. Here's my thing. About-
1: I don't know. Here's my
0: thing about Tom Brady. I I agree that he came back and did what he had to do and he won this game and five, throwing for five TDs is always hard to say, hey, this guy's... what. But at the end of the day, when we look at that team, you got Mike Evans, you got Godwin, you got OJ Howard, you got Rob Minkowski, you got Ronald Jones rushed for 100 today. Like, at the end of the day, if I tell you Ronald Jones is going to rush for 100 and I'm going to give you all those weapons... You just ought to do that against the Chargers. (laughs) You just, and the Chargers, the Chargers pass rush is very good and they do not need much help to get home to the quarterback. But the offensive line was not a problem today. So if I give you all of those weapons with the time, the Chargers secondary is without Derwin James. They are, they're like I said, they're good, but they're nothing crazy. Tom Brady came back to win today. I still don't believe that when, as the season goes along and he starts getting hit on and beat up on, I'm telling you, the Bucks are going to come out. Hey, half our team got COVID. Give us a week off, please. We need a week. <laughs> we need – just give us a week or two, man. We we can't well, – we I, can't. I, I,
3: I'm going to say this, though, Gibbs. Um, oh, and Drew the, Brees can't throw the ball past 20 yards now. Go
0: ahead.
3: Go ahead. <clears throat> Drew, Drew Brees also is like Michael Thomas, though. So, I feel like he trying to – you know, Michael Thomas is so good to the point where I'm trying to think of it as a quarterback, which I'm not a quarterback, but if you think of it as a quarterback, when you know your top guy isn't there, how do you get your mind to wrap around the fact that, all right, I got to find me a new guy, a go-to guy. Like, I feel like that's where Drew Brees is really struggling because if you look back at his career, he hasn't always had a go-to guy, but it seemed like Michael Thomas has been that go-to guy for him as of late. And as he's been getting older, Michael Thomas is still able to make him look like Drew Brees that we love, well, that, that, we, that we know is a great player.
0: Let me tell you something. Against this Lions defense, against this zero pass rush, man coverage across the board, Lions defense, there's no excuse for you to not be putting up numbers.
3: Hey, and if I'm, you not think gonna I'm, lying, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I thought the Cowboys defense was bad. This Lions defense is...
0: Listen, if you think I'm lying, let's just look at one steady fact from this season that proves all you need to see. Mitch Trubisky had a game-winning drive against us. He's no longer oh, starting. I'm
3: quarterback. when y'all was up eighteen points, I think, or something like that. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. It was it was it was sixteen. It was only sixteen. But I mean, we ain't got to go there. We ain't got to talk about that right now. All I'm saying is dude, this Lions defense. I mean, it's not too hard to figure out. Okay, they got a hurt two fun over here. They got a rookie over here, um, and they're going to go man coverage. And our quarterback's going to have five to six seconds each play to throw the ball. Literally schoolyard football. Somebody get open. Cause th- our defense is awful. Matt Patricia has won one more game in his entire four years than um than Jim Caldwell did in the year that he got fired. Yeah. He's won one more game. I am mean, come on, man. This defense is horrible. And he is another one of those guys that's gonna milk his one shining moment. He's gonna parlay it into a head coaching job. That somehow he getting all the leash in the world because the GM knows if I fire him, it's an indictment of me. But you know, I'm I'm gonna let that go. I'm gonna let that. I'm gonna let it go eventually. It but I, all like I, you I pay
3: know from the heart, right
1: there, Gibbs. Gibbs, all space I know. space. you can let it out, bro. You know what? Okay, <laughs> see, see, and here's
0: the thing. And here's the thing. We try to stick to the rundown here. We try. We try our best. But you know what? The Lions and the Ford family need to go ahead and back the Brinks truck up to Jim Caldwell's house to get him back. And I know people are saying, "Go say, oh, Jim Caldwell was horrible. Oh, he actively lost the, the game against the Cowboys. Oh, all the players like them. That's a bad thing. Shut up. Shut up right now. Players like Andy Reid. Is that a bad thing? Players love Dick Vermeule. Is that a bad thing? I mean, at the end of the day, being a players coach is not a bad thing. This is the winningest head coach in Lions history. In our history. The
3: the Ford family never wants to admit when they're wrong. Have you ever met anybody that just bought a brand new Ford? They think their car is the best thing negative Bugatti. <laughs> so, I mean, just 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 think about how the Ford family feel, but own it forward. Like they, I don't they're not gonna hire Jim Caldwell back. They
0: not. You know oh of course they're not gonna hire Jim Caldwell back. I mean with the recent health thing that he had uh going on I wouldn't hire him back either. I get it. I understand. He's at an advanced age he's but got one some coaches
3: group. out there. It's some coaches out there for football they're,
0: why Eric Bienami why Eric Bien-Ami is not a coach is beyond me. Why nobody noticed when the Patriots defense lost Matt Patricia, they got better. They got better after losing Matt Patricia. Why nobody noticed that is beyond me. But I'm so. Hey, you know what? I've been in this competition called the Smack Talk Smackdown. Shout out to uh, Jelani Brown and the What the Game Means to Me podcast. I'm going to just tell you this. If the guy who is representing the AFC, because I won for the NFC. Cause you know, I, I do my thing. I I do the numbers, I do the research, I come in every you know what I mean I'll be running around the house getting ready for these topics. But let me tell you something. I can't do this no more. I can't do it. This championship round, I can't do it. I'm not gonna sit up here and lie about these lines anymore. I'm a propagandist at this point. Hey,
3: hey, I'm a Matt Patricia
0: propagandist. How how would you like how would
3: you like Mike McCarthy on the
0: lines? Oh no, 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 no. Mike McCarthy like is not let me tell you something. Mike McCarthy had I I honestly and truly believe that talent-wise, just pure talent, just roll out of bed, who's got the best stuff rolling out of bed. Aaron Rodgers is talent-wise the best I think the NFL has ever seen. He can throw the ball a country mile. He has anticipation. He has, he has those Josh Allen wheels. He can run, or he could run-run. Now he can, like, run a little bit, make something happen every now and then. But when he first got to the league, he could run-run. And you only got one Super Bowl out of him, one? Nah, I mean, nah, son. In the division with the Bears, the Lions, and the Vikings, you got one out of him? Nah, mm-mm. you can't tell me you're a good <laughs> coach with that. You can't tell me.
3: Yeah, I, 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 I was just throwing it out there. I mean, he's he's somebody that I think could help the Lions' offense a lot.
0: All I'm all I'm saying is, if if we don't look at Airbnb, the Ford family can like literally just. I, I want them arrested. I'm sorry. I want them arrested. I want authorities outside for a field. They have been stealing from season ticket holders for years, and it was the biggest theft when they decided to fire Jim Caldwell. I, the season ticket owners don't deserve this. And you know what? Steph, your team is bad, too. Go ahead. Uh, this is no, your time. I, Tell us absolutely, about absolutely, Adam Gates. Tell, Tell us Adam about Adam Gates. Uh, Talk but, to us.
1: Well, I well, I mentioned I was a Jet fan, um, long suffering. I'm currently not a Jet fan. I'm I'm not a Jet fan until Adam Gase is removed from the team. Absolutely, love the energy, um, love it. Uh, I just the same. It's it's funny that you talk about the Lions in this way because I feel like the Jets are are somewhat in the same way. It's like the Jets they take five steps forward to take ten steps backwards. Like it's like okay, you guys are gonna hire a new coach but fire the GM that was supposed to be drafting players for your new coach. You go out and sign Le'Veon Bell, and then you don't give Le'Veon Bell the ball. Um, you draft a rookie quarterback, but don't want to draft any outside talent to pass him the ball to. You let our best- And let Robbie ball Anderson walk. Walk, right? You let, you let the best receiver walk. Not only the best receiver, you let our best player walk. Trade him to Seattle, who is currently undefeated. Um, it's just, it's just a whole, it's a, a myriad of, like, of things that just I really can't like put my head around. Every time I like think about what moves the Jets make, I'm like, I don't, hey, I hey, really don't get it. I don't understand. Hey, Steph,
3: I, I kind of like that Le'Veon for y'all because it was somebody that Sam Darnold could, you know, get a ball to, so he he could mix it up as a rookie, you know. He but they didn't give
0: him the ball. That right, that's
3: funny. what I'm saying. I liked it because the I, the idea, I thought they was going to give him the ball a lot so Sam Darnold can look and see and pick his spots with that play action because Le'Veon takes so much attention. But they're they not even using that as a, I don't know. I don't they know didn't use doing.
1: him the entire first year. Adam Gase made it his mission not to let him run the ball. And it was like, I, and when you speak about coaches, like you say Matt Patricia, uh, I guess like the idea of you. Patriots defense, you're bringing in that kind of culture. I get it. It's the it's the Belichick culture tree. He kind of like it's like when, when NBA coaches hire off a pop. Like somebody who was assisting the pop. It's like it makes sense. You want somebody who knows the system. But it's like, Adam Gates, what where did you see it in Adam Gase? If somebody who him, plays him the, him the, out here? you played no, you play Miami twice a year. At what him, point did you see Adam Gase and say, yo, that guy develops talent really well? At what point? Him, and
0: just just hear me out here. Hear me out about this. One. I'm not I'm not gonna say it, but I'ma say it. You know what? I'ma just come right out and say it. The Patriots gotta be cheating. They gotta be, because because it the, the either the Patriots are cheating or somehow Bill Belichick's disciples have the worst luck in human history. Because his coaching tree is awful. Pop's coaching tree, the way the pop coaching tree is looking, I keep hiring off his coaching tree. I would keep, who you got for us? Becky Hammett? Come on, Becky. Come on, get a job. Come on, be my head coach. I need mm-hmm. you. Come on. Anybody who fall off Pop tree, they're going to be good. What, uh, can, what, can you uh, CC the, the Clippers on that email, please? Who who's the coach for the uh, Kings? The coach for the Kings before Luke Walton
3: they
1: Luke got Walton too. Uh, oh, before Luke. Jaeger. Uh, no, 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 no.
2: Alvin.
3: No, no, no. Jaeger. Uh, no,
1: well, yeah,
3: Dave
1: Yeager. Yeah. Yeah. Was it Jaeger from the Pop Tree? You got Jaeger. Yeah. You got Brett Brown. You got Bud. You got. You got so
0: that. many quality coaches on that tree. You look at his coaching tree's record, and you're like, this justifies keeping his coaching tree in the league. I want to see more of this. What? Do you see when you look at the best coach out of his coaching tree is not even... Well, actually, this guy ain't even in his coaching tree. Everybody says that Mike Vrabel is the best coach out of his coaching tree. Mike Vrabel, although he played under Belichick for like 15 years, never coached under him a single day. Mike Vrabel is not out of his coaching tree. And it shows because he has success. It shows. Bill Belichick's coaching tree has a, a a combined winning percentage of like, I want to say like 21 or 31. They're definitely under 40%. I know that much. I know for a fact they are far under 40%. How do you justify continuously pulling people off of his coaching tree? How? How? I oh, don't
1: know, man. The NFL is like a copycat. League. You remember like two years ago or just even a year ago, like look at guys like Cliff Kingsbury, like. Him being cool with uh with Sean McVay. Like it was like Sean McVay went crazy with the Rams. It was like, Oh, you had a high school class, you had gym class with him? Oh yeah, we're gonna hire you. Just like they they, they were hiring people off a of name, like, hey man, Don't some people got good get- stamps. Some people hey, got good dope stamp stamps, man. You can't be mad at it. If your dope hey, stamps it's that good. Can't be bad. Hey, baby. listen,
0: Steph, can you please can you please give me a stamp in the journalism work? Because I want to get to a position that I don't
1: deserve to be in.
0: I would love that. Hey, listen. <laughs> That's not working, and I, I'm gonna be like Kyle Shanahan. I'm gonna get in there even though I don't belong, and I'ma still be good. I'm gonna win when I get there. Just put me there, please. Because this is awful. Cliff Kingsbury could not win in a defense optional Big 12 with Baker Mayfield, Pat Mahomes. I, I don't know what more. You could possibly do. I don't know. We saw Pat Mahomes in college and knew, oh, he's he's got it. Whatever it is, he's got it. And Cliff Kingsbury still couldn't win, and yet Vance Joseph got fired after one year to go get him. And I feel bad. My heart goes out to Kyler Murray because I knew he was going to go down with the sinking ship that will be Cliff Kingsbury, and it, it hurt my heart to see it. But you know what? I'm. Musa, this was a safe space. Josh, do you need to vent about your coach? Chris, you're a hater and your team's
1: winning. you so <laughs> really can't. You know, I, I'm, I'm it, it is what it last is. year
0: was a bad you. Hey, listen, Tomlin is one of the best coaches out, and um, no noob slander on this show. But anywho, back to you, uh, Josh. Any, anything you need to say about your head coach? Any parting shots you need
2: to get in? <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> nothing that I got to say because it is what it is. At least, Steph, you got uh, at least one Super Bowl ring. Y'all might have more than one. In no, the they got, one. they one? got the one with Joe Namath. We Joe okay, okay. Yeah, I couldn't remember, could remember if you yep. had one or two. Okay, so you got that one. You've had a couple of playoffs for y'all, like one a game. So you got something to hold on to. With the Lions, I'm at the point where I'm going to watch the games just because I want to see them do good. But it is what it is. If they got a doo-doo coach, if whatever the case is, something is going to go wrong because it's the Lions. I don't even have anything. I'm not about to use that energy from my soul to put into the Lions because I'm going to just set myself up to be disappointed.
1: Listen. You know what? We need to take a page from him, Gibbs. You know what?
2: Here's the
0: thing about the Lions and here's why. This season, I haven't been upset at all, right? Like, I get amped up for this show because, like, We're talking about it, and I have a space to get this out to people. But at the end of the day, I've realized the key with the Lions is managing expectations. That's the key. I don't expect them to be good. I literally said this, and I can pull up the tweet from 2018. This was after Matt Patricia's first season. And people told me, well, Ken, how do you know that they're going to be a bad team after one year? I said, it wasn't about the season. It was the off-season signings for me that showed this team's going to be awful. They're doing a Pat's Light experiment to the extreme. Our GM came from the Patriots. And then we get a head coach that came from the Patriots. And then we signed Danny Amendola to a lot of money, even though he plays six games a year. And, then we, Blunt. Tra- <laughs> and then we played and played LeGarrette Blount. And then we paid Trey Flowers, who only had like, what, six, seven sacks a year? We paid him stupid money. And I was just like, oh, oh, so that's what we're doing. Okay. I honestly Nobody's- believe
3: Gibbs could if he got back in shape and, and went back to his NC state uh training program, I think Gibbs could make the Lions.
0: Hey, listen, listen. At this point, we can't call them the Lions. We can't call them the Lions. <laughs> We're going to call them the the uh passive aggressive felines, okay? And I'm being I'm being, is- 100. I'm being a
3: hundred, I'm being a hundred when I say that. i, I no shot at Gibbs, but like I think Gibbs can make the Lions. Like, if he got like a year of training, I think Gibbs can make the Lions.
0: I, you know what? I appreciate you. I appreciate your faith. I really do. And this it's a shock to see from a hater like you such a compliment <laughs> come. It really is. But you know what? Y'all, here to Don Tolliver, and we done had enough of talking about these coaches. He Steph had enough of, of Adam Gage. I done had enough of Matt Patricia. So we going to see y'all next week. But come on back the week after that and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love. you had enough. I
1: know you had enough.